most people write their profile based on what they feel um, needs to go on there and they don't stop and think about the audience that they're targeting. What are their challenges? What are their objections? You know, what are their, um, their passions, interests? You want to combine all that as well as your own personal experience and write something that gets people emotionally connected to you and the brand. Are you a consulting business owner seeking a better way to scale to your next million in revenue? Accelerate Sales Podcast features other experts who have cracked the code to predictable revenues with proven sales systems that quickly increase revenue and get you on the fast track back to doing what you do best. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. So welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. You're going to learn three key things today. So one is the four steps that most people miss on LinkedIn. And this is from someone that's been in the game since 2013. The second is a SaaS platform that makes LinkedIn easy. Remember all those copy and paste of messages and you don't know where you are, have you followed up with someone? No longer. Today's guest is going to solve that. And then the third thing is a really unique partner model that you're going to love. So welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. If it's your first time and you love it, please subscribe. If you're a regular, you know what I'm going to say next. Yes, that's right. Love those iTunes reviews. It really helps other people find this podcast so they can accelerate their sales. And you're a big part of that by doing those reviews. So I really appreciate it. And please leave those reviews. Now, you're welcome to take notes as always, but we will have a key summary of the links and the things said in whatever app you're listening to now. And you can also get the full transcription as well by going to our website. And I do look down from now, from time to time. I actually do a bit for this guest because he gives lots of value. So I write it out. So please, you know, don't think that I'm not listening to the guest. I definitely am. It's just for you. So we make those key points really relevant for you and also um, helps you to accelerate your sales, right? So a bit more about today's guest. So he had, uh, you know, was an early entrepreneur and had a couple of little uh, false starts, which many of us do. And then he got a mentor and that mentor made a massive difference. And he actually scaled and sold two businesses. One had 45 staff and then he went in advising, helping other people. And he was getting clients through LinkedIn. And that's when in 2013, he thought, well, actually, why don't I double down and help people with LinkedIn? And now he's been doing it for you know those eight years. And he actually saw lots of problems with the platform, which he's gone and solved now with his own software. So it's called Jailer. And it's a fantastic piece of software. And he's going to talk about the industry, but also give you a bit of an insight into how you might be able to use that to help you accelerate your sales. So what I'm going to do now is hand you over to Alex Peruse from Linkfluencer. Alex, great to have you here. Why don't pleasure, we kick thanks. off with you know who you love to, to help? What Who are the clients you love to help? Well, our main target market are SMEs. So anyone in a small to medium business, uh, one to 50 size uh, employees. And generally speaking, the reason why they're, they're the best market for us is because um, you know, sales is the lifeblood of their business, and majority of the you know CEOs or um, founders, directors, etc., still sell within those businesses. So yes. we generally like to target um, the smaller type uh, companies, but also there's general managers or small sales teams, and it's 
we find that the uptake for our software is a lot higher um, within the SME market compared to the corporates. Brilliant. Um, and we'll, great. And we'll dive into, obviously, your, your fantastic product that you've created. And also, I'll ask you a couple of other questions. But, you know, what are some of the, you know, you said most of the people doing their own sales, uh, you know, so what are some of the key problems that they're facing that you help address? Well, look, it's a combination of things. Uh, one, they can't get in front of key decision makers. Uh, so when you look at LinkedIn, um, you know, over 750 million members and 49% being key decision makers, it makes it, um, you know, a really powerful platform. Uh, I think another thing is generating leads consistently and then doing that online. So it's been, obviously been a huge shift uh, with the digital and social media age. And I think a lot of people haven't really transitioned successfully online from offline activities. And, you know, during this period, uh, this pandemic that we've all been, you know, going through over the last year or two, there's even been a bigger shift because you're forced to be able to network online. Um, you know, you can't go to events, you can't meet people face-to-face. So I think, yeah, they're, they're some of the main challenges. Um, and as a result of those challenges, their sales is very lumpy, they can't really, you know, project forward um, or hit some of their milestones. They can't hire people and so on. Yeah, great. And and you talked about, you know, that transition from, you know, online, offline to online. What what do you find, or in particular, how do you help people make that transition smoother than if they were doing it themselves? Well, we've built a four-step methodology uh, on how to find, connect and generate sales with targeted prospects on LinkedIn. So uh, that methodology we developed in 2013 and obviously it's evolved over time. So, you know, most often the reason why people uh, don't transition well from one thing to another because there's no system um, to follow, um, lack of confidence, which probably comes from not having a system. Um, And then uh, so we provide system which gives them that confidence and assurance that, you know, and we've got a lot of case studies, so um, it's worked across a, a lot of industries. So that, I believe, gives people the confidence and then obviously our software helps them manage all the opportunities. Yeah, so we'll dive into the software in a minute, but just take me through a little bit more detail, take us through, I should say, what those four key steps are. Oh, yeah, all right. So I've got to, it has to be very high level because it literally takes it would take an hour and a half to go through it in detail but yeah and we'll have some resources where people can find out more about it uh, outside of this but yeah just give us a quick quick overview so it's um the first step is developing your outcome or understanding what that is because uh most people who use social media i feel um are doing it either because someone told them they think it's a really good platform and, you know, they, they might have a strategy in place that they've learned from, let's say, a course or, you know, an event they've gone to, et cetera. But I think where it all falls down is there's, there's no tie between the platform and the business goals. And I think that's really important because any activity you do, whether it be marketing, sales, putting a system in place, hiring someone, has to be, you know, connected to the overall vision and the goals of the company. And so we teach people how to do that within the outcome stage. So we not only get them to uh, get clear on the target market, but also um, understand what the sales process is, understand which services and products have the greatest deal value, uh, which ones convert the highest, um, and, you know, 
how long does each of those products or services take to close? So when you look at all these figures, then you can say, oh, actually, I should be targeting the manufacturing industry because I'm, I, you know, close three out of 10 people that I speak to and the sales cycle is a lot shorter. So if I really want to get to my sales objectives of a million dollars, this is a path of least resistance. Great. So, so and, and do you go uh, in that, uh, the outcome, are you also, is it, what I'm hearing from you is like, you know, the outcomes is let's find the quickest way to get there. And the quickest way to get there then is make some strategic choices around our ideal clients, our Correct. office, et cetera. Is that yes. the type of thing you go through? Yeah, probably. And, you know, yeah, how to be as effective as possible with your yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, um, that's number one is the outcome. What's number two? So not, once you know your outcome, then you can um, get clear. The step number two is your target audience. So um, you now know what your sales objectives are. It's a million dollars. You know the uh, industry that you should be targeting. Now you've got to start asking yourself, okay, in that industry, who should I be talking to? Who are the decision makers? Okay, it's CEOs, founders, directors, etc. Okay, what location? Now, you might have a lot of clients in, let's say, Adelaide or, you know, LA, wherever, yeah. uh, and you notice that the uptake for your product or service is greater in some cities compared to others. So, it's again, it's understanding what size company, uh, who are the decision makers in there, so titles, location, um, and then obviously the industry as well. So then once you're clear on your audience, then it's a matter of getting your profile set. Uh, which is, you know, the centerpiece to all your success on LinkedIn. Yes. Um, you know, you send an invite, people check out your profile. You're going back and forth on uh, within the messaging area before you book a meeting, they're checking out your profile. So um, we recommend developing one that connects with the with that particular audience. Now, you might have several audiences, which, and there's still a way to, you know, develop your profile, but uh, in a nutshell, we we talk about the outside inside approach. So most people write their profile based on what they feel uh, needs to go on there, and they don't stop stop and think about the audience that they're targeting. What are their challenges? What are their objections? You know, what are their, um, their passions, interests? And then, you know, you want to combine all that as well as your own personal experience and write something that. Um, one is true, first of all. Yeah. Um, you don't want to just, you know, write something for the sake of connecting with this audience. But two, writing in a way that, you know, gets people emotionally connected to you and the brand. Uh, yeah. If it feels like a corporate, you know, brochure, people are just not going to connect with you. And then fourth step is uh, what we call the connect stage. You've now got your profile. You know your outcome. You know who you should be targeting. How do you actually get in front of them? So we go through bit of a step-by-step process on how to use sales navigator and then what do you say to people when you have conversations opening up where do you send the invites how do you create a safe search and things like that right so so if i got them right it's outcome target now was the third one profile profile yeah yep and then the fourth is connect and just a couple of quick questions um especially on the on the profile piece right because you're right i find some people that are only about the client and there's none of them (laughs) And then some people are all about themselves and not the client. So what I'm hearing from you is it needs to be a, 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 um, a bit of both, right, a hybrid of you and the client. And it, it, am I hearing that right? Yeah. So a good example of this is, okay, so you've got recommendations that you can have on your profile, right? If, yeah. 
like if you just go up to your clients and say, hey, can you give me a recommendation? They'll probably, look, most people are not good at copywriting. Um, yes. They'll give you a really good test, uh, recommendation, but it'll be something in line with, you know, um, met Paul, great guy, really trustworthy, totally recommend it, which doesn't, okay, it adds some weight, but completely different to if you went to your clients and said, listen, um, first of all, you sit down and you go, what are the top four or five objections that I face? One is time. So yeah. I've got this software. So let's say people are on MYOB and then you've got zero and you're trying to convince people to move to zero, but because they've been on MYOB for so long, they don't want to do it. But then when they do it, they realize, just this is such uh, this software is so much better. I've saved so much time and money and all this sort of stuff. So if you know that's one of the objections, you go to your clients that used to be on an NYOB and now are going on to zero and say, listen, when you made the switch, what were some of the benefits? Oh, you know, we're saving at least 20 hours a week. Um, we've, uh, we only now have one accountant compared to three accountants, whatever it might be. Yes. Then you get the client to give you that testimonial or recommendation to say, before I met Paul, we had three staff. It was taking 60 hours to manage the books. Um, making the switch to zero felt like a giant leap, but actually it was pretty easy. He walked me through it. Um, and now I'm saving at least 40 grand a year from, you know, in, in wages. And it's just, you know, I've got so much more data. So that is a better recommendation. So that's how you can start to weave in credibility, but it's targeted, not just someone boasting about you and how you're a nice guy or, or girl. Yeah, and look, that, and that's such a, you know, vital thing. And I know it sounds, you know, pretty pretty much like common sense, right? But yeah. I'd see, A, people don't use that framework, so thanks for that. And, B, also people have got something related to their career. It's 2019. Like they need to be relevant. So why don't you now make a note, go and get one of those recommendations and then send Alex a note on LinkedIn saying, hey, this is what I've done, right? Because I think it's really important to take action from that. So I think that was one key thing. The next one is around this whole connection thing, you know, like it was like a Facebook or a Google change, you know, LinkedIn don't make them often, but when they do, it has a pretty big impact. So this whole 100 limit, right? Oh, now I can only send 100 connections. You know, I've even heard some people say, well, I'm not going to do any more LinkedIn outreach because I can only send 100, right? So, you know, what have you seen that's a brought? What did you see that brought about the change? And B, what's the impact it's had on the clients that are using your software, which we will get to in a moment? Well, look, I think the network was—I wouldn't say it was it was spammy, but it was becoming spammy. Yeah. I think a lot of people. We live in a day and age where people want um, instant gratification. There's lack of patience. Um, and it's okay. So best way to describe LinkedIn, uh, and the evolution of it is you go to a networking function and you meet someone, you're not sending them, you're not pitching yourself. Some people do doesn't work, but yeah, the smart ones are there to build a relationship. You meet them, you understand that you're not selling yourself there. You just, you know, introducing yourself. Then you have a, you know, coffee or a phone call and then, it's really the third or fourth or fifth sort of interaction that you start really talking about seriously doing business with that person. Yes. 
LinkedIn's no different. So if you send an invite and you're pitching your service, no one really knows or cares about you. They care about the, themselves. And you don't even know if this prop, this person has a problem at this stage. So um, that's so I think what was happening with LinkedIn, um, as more and more people started using it, it started becoming a bit spammy because people use automation tools and sending blanket messages and um you know, people are getting frustrated, so they reduce the limit um, so that, you know, it removes a lot of the people that were just trying to game the platform, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and actually, it sort of, I've heard that. some people say it became like speed dating, right, rather than actually building long-term yeah. relationships. It was just like speed dating. Two minutes, oh, I'll send you this, bang, I'll move on to the next one. So so I sort of understand why. So, so what are some of the changes, you know, you – have done based on this, or have you stayed exactly the same? It's you know, it was already yeah. your strategy. Our software, well, sorry, our strategy and methodology has always been about quality. Yeah. So what people need to understand is if you actually spend the same amount of time sending a very targeted uh, connection invite, five to ten a day, compared to the twenty that's automated. You actually get more cut through. You get you get less conversations, but more meetings. Yes. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to get a meeting. Who cares how many conversations you have? Who cares how many people reply? You might feel good, and you put it in your stat sheet. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting meetings, you're not getting sales. If you're not getting sales, you're not growing your business. So the best thing to do, which has changed a little bit at the moment, is pick one industry, pick one location, pick one title. Because what you can then do is you can really you can still do cut and paste, but it's not uh, obvious. So if I reach out to you and say, hi, Paul, came across your profile through a mutual connection, would be great to connect. It's very, it's just standard, right? Yeah. Hi, it, compared to hi, Paul, uh, came across your profile through a mutual connection. Uh, I've done quite a bit of work with other CEOs here in Melbourne uh, across the um, coaching industry, uh, and I thought I'd reach out, send an invite would be good to connect. Like you, you probably would not feel that that is a um, template. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. Now, let's, I know we've sort of held off on it, but you've, you know, come up with a software that helps people. So, um, you know, well done because I know, you know, I've, I've always felt like, I wrote a book. I always felt like I had a book in me. I've got that out. I feel like I've got a SaaS platform in me, but I'll just, okay. I don't know if I'll ever get it out, right? You've taken that step. But yeah. what was the the problems or, yeah, the problems that you saw that led you to say, hey, I actually need to launch a product to solve that? But there's really, you know, when did we launch? I launched 2013, the business, when no one even knew what LinkedIn was. And yeah. I think it took me seven years to really understand one, for the platform to mature, and then um, two, for me to realize that there's two main problems that SMEs and corporates face when it comes to business development and sales on LinkedIn. One, most people don't have a strategy, and then two, when you put a strategy in place, the messaging area of LinkedIn and the way to manage your contacts, there's no CRM, there's no reporting to tell you your campaign's actually doing well, and there's no way to manage your opportunities so that you get reminded of all these meetings and calls that you have coming up. So um, when I realized that, uh, that's when I developed, well, not it was actually not my idea, it was my business partner's idea, Mark Mido. 
Um, and so we, we knew that we had the strategy, but then the big problem that our clients were facing, because uh, we had a um, service where we'd run people's campaigns for them. And so we'd get all these conversations, they couldn't manage it. So therefore, they wouldn't follow up these opportunities. So we, we knew that software was the only way that we could um, help people manage their opportunities. We built an uh, like a CRM uh, so they can track where all their sales opportunities are. And there's a reporting functionality too. So I think that was, we realized Jayla was a solution to helping people generate and also manage, um, you know, leads on LinkedIn. Yeah, and uh, I know I asked you the question, so I might as well ask it in public. So why the name Jayla? Uh, so it's J-A-Y-L-A. So why why that name? I didn't choose it. It was Mark as well. So it's, um, I forget the country, but he said it stands for victory. So obviously, you know, the, everything we do behind the brand, uh, anytime I speak at an event or used to speak at an event, um, and, a live one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, live one. Um, you know, everything for us is about helping our customers succeed. So we wanted a name that represented success. Um, and so, yeah, we want people to be victorious on LinkedIn. Yeah, great. And, and you know, a success, a couple of success stories. So give us an example of a client that, you know, was, and, and I always say that um, finding messages on LinkedIn is a little bit like finding a, you know, golden ticket in a Willy Wonka chocolate bar, right? It's yeah, it's really yeah. difficult. It's clunky, right? So give us yeah. some examples of how your clients have benefited from using Jayla. So one is uh, Mark Napper. He was a business advisor. Um, it was doing quite well, um, but just, you know, couldn't get in front of key decision makers. And so he back, this is a couple of years back and he's still with us, um, he uh, we had a 12-month mastermind. He joined that. He learned the strategy, put it in place. And, you know, he's done about, uh, last time I checked, he's uh, done over 85K um, in, in new business. Uh, so that's Mark Napper. Stephen Brooks, he did, you know, $50,000 in a very short period of time. He owns a business called Airview Online, an Airview group. Jackie Lane um, from the Book Advisor, she was, I would say, the least, um, like technology was not a friend, put it that way. Yeah. Um, and social media was very new to her. Um, and, you know, within, uh, I think it's been about a couple of years now, you know, she's done well over 200K in sales. Um, Greg Plunkett has done 500K in sales. That was within his first campaign. So there's... That's great. So you've got many on. very specific uh, uh you know, clients with with really good outcomes. So that's that's fantastic. So just, you know, what would they do on a day-to-day -day basis? So, you know, obviously we're going to have the links to Jailer so people can go and, and find it, et cetera. But, you know, if, if you know, we're sitting here, we're watching this or listening to it at the moment and thinking, hey, is this an automation tool, right? Is, is this something like everything else out there that's going to get my account banned, mm -hmm. you know, or is it more like this? Just give us a little bit more of a window into, well, how would I use it each day? Basically, when you, when you let's just say you subscribe to Jayla, um, you go through this. So we've got our four-step methodologies within the software. So you go through those videos, it comes with a guide and you put your strategy in place. Mm -hmm. You do that well and you follow it to a T, I, I have absolutely no doubt that you will get conversations and sales opportunities opening up. 
So then it's a matter of managing it. So then you're not, LinkedIn doesn't become a full-time job. So the software itself will, uh, so let's say I reach out to Paul. He's part of the audience that I'm targeting. I send him an invite and Paul accepts. Jayla would, there's, um, and we have a demo on our uh, website, but, but essentially there's a button on Paul's profile and also in the messaging area where I can add Paul as an opportunity inside JLo. You click the button, you go inside the, our platform and you can add that opportunity in, set a follow-up date, the likelihood of closing Paul, um, you know, the deal size, et cetera, and uh, the, and the stage uh, of our conversation. So I might say uh, it's an initial contact or meeting booked or whatever. And then let's say I've set that opportunity to two days' time. And when I log into my account or I get an email, it says, hey, don't forget to follow up, Paul. So that's the way that we've automated the um, any follow-ups so that you know, it doesn't become a full-time job. You save a ton of hours and you won't lose any sales opportunities. So that's the follow-up. And then everything you add into the system then starts to populate your actual CRM. So... You know, for years, people have been crying out for a CRM on LinkedIn. We've actually built one. Um, and so it tells you where our CRM will then tell you where all your sales are within the specific um, stages of your sales process. So at any stage, you can go and find someone. You can move them into different opportunities. And then the last thing that we provide in the software is the reporting functionality. It actually tell you how many invites you sent, how many accepted, What's your acceptance rate? Uh, you know, what's your pipeline looking like? How many sales, how much sales have you generated? How much time have you spent on LinkedIn? And how many leads have you generated for that time? So you can sit there and go, okay, my acceptance rate is 10%. It should really be 35 to 40. I need to change either my audience or what I'm saying. Um, your acceptance rate might be big, but then um, acceptance to generating a lead like a conversation might be low so maybe it's what you're saying after someone accepts that's causing the low amount of um conversation so that's you know that's the purpose of the reporting yeah. so it sounds like it makes it so much easier like you said it's you know it's not double handling of information it's got the reporting just quickly on connection request rates and yes. also let's call it um, discussion rates or whatever you want to call it, right? So, you know, there's so many figures banding around out there. What's an acceptable connection uh, percent? Like, you know, how do you answer that? Like what, what's your feeling? Would you say, on, on look, that? every industry is different. Some industries are a little bit more um, saturated than others, but generally speaking, 35 to 45 is what you should be shooting for. Yeah. Um, and then... Really, that should, if you're sending out, let's say, 100 invites a week, if you're not getting about 10 conversations opening up, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you should be getting 40 people accepting and around 20 to 25% actually replying. Yeah. Okay. Great. Brilliant. Now, I could talk to you forever on this because i got a love for, for the model. It's, uh, you know, LinkedIn has been a brilliant platform to me and many of our clients. But just the last quick one is on the partnership model. Like I know, you know, every SaaS company has got a different path to market, but yours was a little unique when we spoke before this podcast. So just give me a quick summary of, you know, how you're looking to scale 
uh, more users on your platform through your partner program? Yeah, so every, for the last three businesses that I've had, I've always had a partner strategy in place. I, I, I'm a big believer in leverage. Um, I think, you know, you can continue going after one-on-one clients and we do. Um, there's, we have an ad campaign targeting one-on-one subs- subscriptions. But then I also think, you know, every business should have some type of partnership model because, you know, you only need about five, ten good partnerships for things to really take off. Yes. Um, obviously, you know, and with a partner, you're building one a relationship with one person that could have access to a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand at some points, a hundred thousand plus uh, database or clients or customers, whatever. So, uh. Because of the success that I've had with partnerships in previous businesses, we thought we'd um, start what we call an ambassador program. Now, the model, the partnership model, in my opinion, is somewhat broken because I think most people look at partnerships as a bit of an affiliate style relationship. Hey, we'll give you 30%, um, you know, get our product out there. It's a bit of a cut and paste approach. You send a few templates. I, I don't, I've never been about that. Um, so we, this ambassador program, we actually sit down with partners. We figure out what their assets are. Some people have a big following. Others have a huge email list. And then we say, okay, how do, how do we best communicate with this audience? We do a strategy session and then we come up with an angle or a positioning piece or an offer for them. Um, and then what we do is... We, we still provide, we, we give a percentage of our sales to partners, um, but what we also do is we give them a piece of the business upon exit. So um, once partners uh, reach a specific threshold, we then, they go into this pool uh, and when we go to exit, um, based on how many subscribers they have within the pool, we'll determine how much shares they get and obviously those shares would then equate to whatever, you know, the amount is for, uh, based on our sale price. So because uh, I think, you know, if they're helping you get to exit, they should get a clip. That's yeah, it. look, I think that's a great model. And uh, like I said, it's unique. I don't see many of that. Most of it is like, you know, let's just work on a simple percentage and really do business in separation, whereas I really yeah. like the way that you're coming up with this. So uh, like I said, I could talk to you forever on this, but, before we go into the speed or the quick sales habits that we're going to talk about, I want to just talk to you listening or watching this at the moment and just saying, like, have you got the right sales system to double your business? And you might say, yes, it's absolutely perfect. But if you're sitting there and thinking, I'm not quite sure, why don't I make it easy for you? There's nine questions that you can ask yourself that I've doubled my business and, and did a successful exit also, all the people I've mentored, I've gathered all that information. And I'm going to give it to you. So effectively, 28 years of experience, the palm of your hand. So just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse, nine questions, three minutes, and then we'll jump on a call and the calls around what you should do next, not a sales call around what you should do next. So paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse. Okay, so you're ready for the yep. rapid section at the end. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's let's nail it. So the first thing is, what are some what are some daily sales habits that you do every day to help you accelerate your sales? 
Well, I think uh, reaching out to partners, um, you know, nowadays doing phone calls, jumping online, um, you just got to make it a habit to, you have to wake up thinking that you're going to make two, three new connections. If you do that and it becomes part of your lifestyle. So for, for a very long period of time, I was trying to, you know, I wasn't overweight, but I was 86 and I was trying to get more healthy and I just never became part of my lifestyle. And um, earlier last year, um, when lockdown occurred, I made it part of my lifestyle. And now, you know, I'm, I'm 69. So, and it's I've, like, I could never imagine myself going back. So I think you've got to tr- treat sales the same way. Get up every day, connect with f- at least a couple of people, and then you just get into a habit and it feels good. Um, you're connecting with people and building new relationships. Awesome. Well, the next one is around technology. Now, I know you use Jailer, yeah. right? And we'll put links in about Jailer at the end. But what's a piece of technology that helps you accelerate your sales other sales, than Jailer? Sales Navigator, which is like a premium tool of uh, LinkedIn. It helps you, you know, um, refine your search from the 750 million members. You can There's an advanced search feature. Um, uh, you can engage with the prospects you're about to send an invite to, you can engage with their content. Um, it's awesome. And it's it's not much per month. It's like nine, $99 a month or something. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah, for, you know, for one sale for most of us, oh, it's a nothing. very small percentage, right? Uh, so the next next question is around, you know, you, I know you're, you know, hugely uh, successful on LinkedIn. You've got lots of knowledge about LinkedIn. Like you said, I think uh, 2003, and 13, I think you yeah, said you yeah. really started doing it. So you've been, you know, into your eighth year now. But what about for you? Where do you go to find out more about sales? Uh, I read a lot. Um, and what, so, what type of things do you read or where uh, do you Podcasts. Um, so a part of my daily routine, I, you know, I try to make it a habit of listening to at least 10, 15 minutes of, you know, podcasts, whether it be on sales, marketing, um, that's generally what I do. And I read a lot of articles too. Um, so. Okay. Brilliant. Well, the last question is the big one. That's why I leave it to the end. So out of all the enormous benefits you've given us today, including talking about Jayla, what's one action that we can take to 10X our sales? I, look, it's going to sound really simple, but you'd be surprised how many like people don't do it. You just got to show up every day. You've got to make a commitment to show up, and most people don't. Um, most people show up sporadically here and there, and the results reflect their actions. So um, the, the reality is that most people, not, unfortunately, and I hope this is not the case, but 99% of people who listen to this podcast, you know, right now will be very excited and then within a month or two would have fallen away. I hope that doesn't occur because I think the information that um, you guys are learning is really powerful if you implement it. Whether you use our software, or so- someone else's, do something because yes. um, you know if you really want to grow, um, especially in the B two B space, there's no other platform like it, um, and very few people understand how to do it well. So by you following a good system and doing it the way that relationships are meant to be built, you'll definitely. Um, you know, exceed your expectations and um, you'll end up uh, generating quite a few clients from it. So just show up every day. That's really it. Yeah, and I think, you know, your example of losing weight was a, a 
you know, a really good example of that. And I like the fact that you got both the strategy and the technology as well, yeah, where you're yeah. doing both rather than, you know, a lot of people are either one or the other. So uh, it's been brilliant having you on. So you can find more about Jayla at linkfluencer. So we've actually .com. So we'll have that in all the show notes. We'll have a link to the demo that Alex spoke about. But Alex, you know, thanks for your stewardship of the industry. You've always been a shining light doing things the right way. And the platform now, I think, is moving to more of the people that do it the right way. And that's why you've been successful. But thanks for coming on today and sharing all of your wisdom with uh, the Accelerate Sales audience. I appreciate the kind words. Thanks for having me. So I really enjoyed that interview with Alex. It's a topic I love and we could have spoken forever, but I did have to cut it short. But, you know, it was a little bit longer than normal. But what were the things I loved? I loved the fact that he gave a four-step process. So he had the strategy. Then he also had the technology that supports it to make it easier for you, basically, on LinkedIn, which is wonderful. And I also love the fact that, yes, relationships are really important. And I think a lot of the spam automation is, is uh, you know, it's yesteryear now, right? We're into the new new era, so to speak. I mentioned in there that Alex you know, he gave a great way to do recommendations. So why don't you go and, you know, tidy up on your recommendations, use his formula, and then share it with him on LinkedIn. Give him a bit of love back on what you learned from this podcast. You can also go and get, as I said, a summary of the key links, et cetera, that he mentions, also a demo to Jayla. You can get that, but you can also then go to the website and ask for a full transcription if you really need to. And why not share it with other people so you can be their sales hero? So share the podcast. And I think there's so many people that can learn from what Alex said about LinkedIn. So why not share it? The other thing is if you want to know those nine questions to see if you've got a sales system to really grow, go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse. Once again, the link will be there. And also, I'd love for you to check out other shows. So if you're new, check out other shows. We've got some wonderful guests and also I do a 10-minute solo, around a 10-minute solo every week as well. Take care and please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet. 